You are listening to a Natural Products Insider podcast. With Rachel Adams, Managing Editor. Brought to you by Supply Side West, November 6 through 10 in Las Vegas. Welcome to this Supply Side West edition of the Healthy Insider Podcast. My name is Rachel Adams, a managing editor of Natural Products Insider. And today I'm with Amanda Archibald, who is a registered dietitian and also principal at the Genomic Kitchen. Uh, hi. Hi, Amanda. How are you? Hi, Rachel. Good to be with you. Yeah, I'm so glad to have you here today. So Amanda will be speaking at Supply Side West during our personalized nutrition Leveraging Technology and Big Data to Provide Actionable Insight and Effective Solutions uh, Workshop, which takes place on Wednesday, November 7th at 9 a.m. at Supply Side West in Las Vegas. Uh, She's going to be talking about genomics, about nutrigenomics, and essentially the application of nutrigenomics. We're really excited to hear her presentation, and actually today we get to hear a little preview of her presentation. Uh, So we're going to dive into some questions and, and learn about genomics and nutrigenomics and all that good stuff. Uh, so, Amanda, I'd like to start by asking you a little bit, if you could talk a little bit about genomics and kind of the idea of the genomics revolution. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, genomics and the genomics revolution, if you will, uh, really is an outgrowth from the completion of the Human Genome Project in 2003. And I think that was probably one of the most landmark achievements in science for the 20th century. So essentially, the Human Genome Project mapped the human genome and gave scientists Mm -hmm. an understanding of which genes uh, essentially make up a human being. It was sort of the human being blueprint for how we're built, uh, which is really exciting. And so genomic science is the study of our genes and what they do and how they impact our biochemistry and subsequently our health. And so so that's genomics. And by understanding how genes operate, we can basically understand how they impact health, which is what is the most Mm -hmm. exciting part of it. And if we take that a little bit further, um, basically that, the understanding of genomics and the human genome takes us into this revolution that we've all been experiencing of personalized medicine because we're all unique. So humans, you'll see it in the literature, essentially share the same genes, but it's the variants on the genes that make us a little bit different. And now through genomic testing, we literally can, if you will, create a picture of an individual that describes how their genes are operating and how they can potentially predispose an individual to um, longevity and youthfulness into our ripe old age. Um, but also, for some people, we can see how they may be predisposed to certain um, health traits or health issues that we feel we can now intervene with at an earlier stage to uh, prevent them or offset their, um, their impact. That's why this is so exciting. Right, right, absolutely. And can can you kind of um, talk about how nutrigenomics and nutrigenetics plays into that, from that the understanding of genomics that we have now? Yeah. So you you know you heard me talk about genomics. So 
nutrigenomics um, and culinary genomics, which we'll get to later, is again sort of the next step or sort of if you think of a tree, it's mm-hmm. a branch of the tree. Nutrigenomics is exciting because it's a study of how food and food constituents that we would call bioactives impact how genes behave. So we literally now know um, that by using specific ingredients that contain bioactives, um, for example, that we can, if you will, turn certain genes on and turn down the volume of or turn off, if you will, other genes. So imagine turning on genes that help you manage inflammation, which is a root of disease. Uh, At the same time, you may be able to turn off other genes that are pro-inflammatory. So we can take that back to food, and that's the study of nutrigenomics. So nutrigenomics leads up to the gene, is how I like to explain it. Nutrigenetics is the impact of a gene on how we uh, absorb and utilize nutrients. So if you have a a variant, or we call it a spelling error, on a gene, uh, it may impact how you are able to absorb and utilize omega-3 fatty acids. So so one leads up to the gene, a nutrigenetics, the post-impact will be, excuse me, nutrigenomics leads up to the gene, the (laughs) post-impact will be nutrigenetics. need to keep that one straight. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, that's a fantastic way to explain it because it 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 can be kind of difficult to grasp. There's definitely, especially when you dive into the science, there's so much that's happening um, yeah. in this genomics field, like you said. So that's a great yeah. way to explain it. Thank and you. now we're going to add one more <laughs> one more layer onto <laughs> it um, and talk about culinary genomics. Um, and it's my understanding this is kind of a concept that you developed. Uh, and and so I'd like to kind of hear. Your kind of what it is and your story, how how you developed it, what it is, all that jazz. Yes, and I think um, you know in the field of genomics and science, we all stand on the shoulders of brilliant people. So I, I really want to acknowledge that. So my interest as a dietitian has always been in how do we translate nutrition science to the plate? How do we take health concepts mm-hmm. and disentangle them? So that uh, an individual or the consumer can understand how to take that science and put it on their plate. Um, and so as I always say, nutrition advice without culinary translation is just really good advice. And a lot of people get lost in that no man's land of, okay, I just saw my doctor or my dietitian or read an article, now what do I do? So my space really has always been in that translation space between science and what we do in the kitchen. So culinary genomics is a working term uh, I created because the same challenge impacts the field of genomic medicine and nutrigenomics in that we're using or looking at a lot of very complex information. If you've ever seen a genomic report, uh, they can be quite um, mind-bending at times and quite overwhelming for the consumer. Mm-hmm. But we have such a, a wonderful understanding of this field that what was missing is, okay, now we kind of have your genomic blueprint. How do you take it into the kitchen? So culinary genomics is basically the union of nutrigenomics and the culinary science, uh, culinary arts. Or, as I like to say, it's cooking the language of your DNA. So what that means in, in plain English is how do we utilize ingredients 
um, in the kitchen that can impact gene expression. So it's very, very targeted, very specific work. And depending on the genomic blueprint we're looking at, we know how certain ingredients work, we know how the bioactives work, uh, we know how some things like omega-3 fatty acid works to turn genes on and off. So when we're trying to sort of push and pull on biochemical pathways, we now have a way to do that using food. And I think it's important to say that, you know, our genes are influenced by many things. It's, uh, food is the primary influencer, but also things like uh, emotions, exercise, and the environment also impact gene expression. So food, again, is the primary tool that we use. And when we're working in culinary genomics, it's not just a case of walking the ingredients into the kitchen that have targeted outcomes, mm -hmm. but there's also preparation techniques as well that can serve the ingredients and bioactives in their active form. So that's, uh, you, you're almost looking at food science and food technology along with nutrition science and walking all that into the kitchen. And I can tell you, chefs are all over it. <laughs> They're gaga uh, because it takes their work to a new level. It evolves their work um, in the kitchen to very, very specific work, particularly in the healing spectrum, which is where it's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is super interesting. Um, there's several things you you mentioned that I that are just I, I want to touch on, <laughs> um, and and one of those is is uh, you know you you talked about this idea of being able to translate the science into into the, you know the culinary world into a solution, which I think is one of the big challenges when it comes to <laughs> DNA um, and genomics. And this idea of personalization is how do we actually take this information that we have and translate it into something that can be used to improve people's <laughs> health. So I think that is really interesting and really neat. And then I am curious talking about this kind of how can this be applied is this something that can be applied at like a large scale or is this something that is extremely personalized that somebody would kind of take uh like a like the concept and be able to apply it in their own kitchen or is this something that has the potential to be applied at a larger scale yeah the answer is yes and yes um and let's dig into that obviously at an individual level you very much fine-tune, if you will, quote, the recipe or menu plan. So that's what's beautiful about it. But at a large scale, what we know in nutrigenomics is basically our genes all work the same way. It's those little variants mm -hmm. that allow us to dip and tuck ingredients. Um, but what I've been doing in my work is very much taking a public health approach and saying this science is available to everyone. It's not, you don't have to go see your doctor or to, to apply the science because it is literally taking what we know about the interaction between food and genes and basically teaching uh, the public, I'm going to use the public as an example, about this sort of new lens on food and letting them apply it in their kitchen. So it is absolutely available at a large scale, and I'm currently working on a project in Southern California in a five-hospital system where we've actually been trialing the concept on menu already, and it is doing fantastically well. So wow. it is graspable and applicable and uh, very exciting, too. Yeah, that's really exciting. It is. Um, so <laughs> Yeah, it is. Congratulations on that. I'm sure that is quite an endeavor. 
Uh, so that's really cool. And I, I hope that we can hear more about it. I'm not sure if that's something you're going to share at Supply Side West or not, but I'm sure at some point we'll we'll be able to kind of hear more about that project, which would be awesome. So I'm curious from the perspective of uh, like a, a food manufacturer, kind of how can they apply this concept of culinary genomics and what they're doing? Yes, and, you know, this is really where um, I've seen the opportunity for a, a long time. And it really is that because we know how food and its constituents impact genes, it can change how processes of uh, uh, food product uh, developers can think about which ingredients to include and mm. in how to basically formulate the product. So two things here, how to formulate the product to include those bioactives so that they're available to the public and the story that goes with that. But the other thing is, you know, as I thought about it, not every food processor is going to produce a product that contains these bioactives, but in the marketing of that product, uh, let's say it's um, um, a frozen dinner or what have you, in the marketing of that product, processors are able to say, pair this dish or our dish with say, um, kale. I'm just going to use that sauteed kale or, you know, a kale-based salad or bok choy because the pairing of your product with this food direction also helps um, the public take advantage of nutrigenomics. So it's two right. things, you know, that formulation and sort of your product pairing with specific directions or specific dishes, for example, for the public. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you look at it through through that lens or when you think about it in that way, it just really it really changes the picture of what food manufacture could look like in the future and how people shop for food could change. Absolutely. Um which I think absolutely. Yeah, it's going to I think personalized nutrition I, I've I've heard people say it and I've said it. It's just kind of the tip of the iceberg right now, but I think uh there's potential for massive impact and innovation. Absolutely. I I think I think I've said it a lot that nutrigenomics is truly, and as you will, it's partner culinary genomics is the biggest opportunity I feel for food product developers and food service operators, if you will, in decades. You know, you're waiting mm -hmm. for something that totally re-inform and reignite passion for the kinds of products that are being produced. Well. Amanda, this, this conversation has really got me hyped. <laughs> I was already excited yeah, right. for a session, but <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited to hearing more. Uh, and I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. This has been really interesting, like I said, and I can't wait to hear more. So thank you so much. For more award-winning podcasts from industry experts, go to insider.com and click in the podcast section. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts by searching Healthy Insider Podcast. Hit subscribe to never miss an episode. To join the conversation about the supplement industry, leave a comment on the podcast's Twitter, Facebook, or SoundCloud accounts. This episode has been brought to you by Supply Side West, November 6th through 10 in Las Vegas.